1: And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our our house.
0: house. Welcome to the House of Hockey podcast. This is episode 21. I'm your girl, Ray Ray. And I'm Breezy. And hockey is back. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. But first, we have to tell you about our incredible guest we have on this week for you. Her name is Chloe Young, and she is as professional of a hockey player as you can get in Scotland because there are very limited professional teams. So I'm just going to go ahead and say she's a pro. What what do you think, Bracey?
1: Yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, obviously, we've already discussed that hockey in the uk is uh, few and far between and uh she started when she was super young and it, it's actually quite interesting on on how she was even introduced to hockey so uh pretty cool stuff uh, i would say that she's probably a pro and she's pretty much a pro at being a uh Im- ambassador for women's hockey uh in the uk as well Oh, yeah. We talked about women's hockey there,
0: regular, just all of the hockey in Scotland and in the UK, how she got into it. Her first NHL game, that story's great. And she's also got an NHL team that she cheers for. And she tells the story of who she picked. So you'll just have to listen in for that episode. Plus, her Scottish accent is like the most
1: amazing thing to listen to. Incredible. Absolutely (laughs) incredible. I think, I mean, all accents are, are fun. I guess. But Scottish accents, it's so good. And it was so much fun to talk to her and just to hear different words that they say, uh, the way that they describe certain things where like, it makes sense. But like, at the same time, you're like, what? Like, I've never heard that before. But yeah, it was cool. Oh, yeah. We love
0: an accent on the House of Hockey podcast. Absolutely. (laughs) Whether it's in the U.S. or international, we love it. We love an accent.
1: Uh, So if you have an accent and you want to come on, we'll probably take you. (laughs) Exactly. But how good does it feel to watch hockey? It feels really good, actually. (laughs) I'm really excited. Uh, My Preds play today. I actually thought because we're obviously recording ahead of time because mm-hmm. we have to. And uh, when we had our meeting scheduled, I thought it was for 11 a.m. Pacific time, but it's 10 a.m. And I was like, how am I supposed to watch the Preds game and do our pre-episode podcast recording? And I'm like, oh, geez, what am I going to do? <laughs> but it ended up working out because obviously yeah. we're we're uh, recording a little earlier.
0: Yeah, we are. And I got to watch my Blackhawks play and man, game one, I knew, okay, so I watched most of the exhibition game between the Blackhawks and the Blues. Mm
1: -hmm. And that's
0: when I knew, I mean, they came out like the team that I know the Blackhawks can be. And so I knew they were going to come out really strong against the Oilers and really put in work and they did mm-hmm. in game one yeah. and of the series. And I'm very happy. I was screaming at the television per usual pacing, standing. I couldn't sit down. Um, <laughs> I was, you know, full of anxiety and <laughs> you yeah, know, that's just playoff hockey. Right.
1: Yeah. And I wasn't surprised. Like I said, I mean, the Hawks and the Oilers, like I think it's just going to be an intense series. So like it was exciting to see, like, I obviously thought that, Uh, Leon and Connor were going to do a lot more than they had done. And just based off of talking to you about how the Hawks were playing, and I was just like, your expectations are kind of wishy-washy on both teams because you just don't know at this point. And so that was the one that was really surprising. But, like, I thought the Canes were going to take it. I think the Habs are a little bit underrated. I know, obviously, Penguins are insane and have won a lot. But uh, it was interesting to see. I mean, I, something just kind of clicked in my head. What if we have, should we do something? So if like the Hawks win, you got to get like a Hawks tattoo or if the Preds win, I have to get a Preds tattoo. Like I would do obviously that. the Stanley Cup, not like, you know, the next game, because that would be dumb, but <laughs> yeah, I would do that. I would get some kind of a Hawks tattoo for sure. I, I say we make a pact. If, okay. if either of our teams win, then we have to get, we have to get it done. So, but you get better odds. You've got Leafs and Preds.
0: I mean, what are we, are you going to do? So, yes, true. You're, but that's okay. You're more like, you have way more tattoos than I do. So I think that's okay, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. (laughs) All right. I'm down. I'm down for this. Cool. we had two of our past guests. They have a competition going on right now. uh, Alfonso and the Caniac, but they had just swapped jerseys. Mm -hmm. If they're whatever, right? So then I was like, "Dang, that might be kind of cool." But this is a little bit more permanent. But I'm not gonna make you get a Preds tattoo because that's obviously sacrilegious to Hawks fans. Yes, and I was gonna say,
0: wait, hold on, let's clarify this. (laughs) I am not getting a Preds or Leafs tattoo. No, absolutely
1: not. You gotta, you gotta respect that.
0: Yeah, our respective teams.
1: Yes, absolutely. I'm down for this. Done. Deal. Deal. Shake yeah. on it. Shake. Oh, wait, no, I got to do the opposite hand of you. There you go. Oh, shake.
0: Yeah, we got that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, <we're> okay. <good. laughs>
0: so, what did you think, Breezy, with no fans in the arenas? Like, I thought it was a little odd. Just at first, It's sort of is like, wait a second, what's happening here? But mm-hmm. I, it didn't
1: really bother me. Did it bother you? Uh, it did not bother me. Same with you. I, I thought it was weird. I'm, and I don't mean this to be offensive to like European games, but I was like, I feel like they're playing in Europe. Like just because the arena looks so much bigger and obviously European arenas are somewhat bigger. I think they're like Olympic size. I'm probably wrong, but so don't kill me, but it was just weird to see just the ice looks a lot bigger when there's no fans. So I'm sitting there like, gosh, this is so weird. But like, it didn't bother me after, you know, a couple of periods. I was just like, eh, whatever. I'd rather have this than not. So Oh, yeah,
0: exactly. Like, fans, I could care less. I'm just happy there's hockey. And I love that they're playing the goal scoring songs. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they've got like the pump up music going. And I could see a little bit on the Jumbotron during game one of the Blackhawks series, you could see they had... Like zoom fans on the jumbotron, like a twelve box of fans, and I couldn't Ooh. tell if that was real or taped or what. But I think they were incor- trying to incorporate some bit of the fans. I mean, I didn't do the research before we got on here to talk about that, but it it looked like they were doing something. Did you notice that?
1: No, I didn't. I mean you and I know I'm actually, uh, out of town camping right now. So I've been watching the games on an iPad, like few and far between. So, um, it was quite sunny and I was wearing sunglasses and I, it was kind of hard to see, but I could still watch it, but I I didn't get, you know, details like that.
0: Yeah. No, it wasn't full on though. Like it wasn't like a full, it was like a camera was panning and you could like catch a corner of the Jumbotron. And I was like, what is that? So yeah. How do I get on there? yeah seriously that was I my could first i see you thought. doing one of these things like how do i get out there
1: <laughs> gosh that would be, be, cool. be like
0: kane kane i
1: see you oh my god he'd be like that <laughs> crazy lady
0: yeah,
1: yeah. that lady. like oh god not again stalker <laughs> just
0: kidding <laughs> um but i'm also uh Kubalik, the uh, rookie for the Blackhawks, he was very exciting to watch. Five points, I think, in game one, and he's nominated for the Calder, and he's super underrated, and... I was very excited to see these other lines and how they were playing. It was very exciting. It was very exciting. There's more hockey happening every day for the next like six weeks, so we've got yeah. a lot of hockey to talk about. And Absolutely. yeah, that's what's going on. How's your trip? Are you enjoying? Where are- you're out camping and you're by a beach and life is beautiful and you're grilling and tragering? I'm making that yeah. a word.
1: Tragering. yeah. I'll get in the head. <laughs> <laughs> what have you caught? Oh, gosh, what did we cook? Uh, yesterday, so my nephew's girlfriend and her parents are here, and so they have they have like a matching Traeger for me. It's like the Scout, so it's a little portable one. So we're doing dual Traegers yesterday because I had to cook pork belly burnt ends, and they have like a bunch of family friends that are like camping like a couple spots down from us. So we're on, um, it's called Rencon Beach, and it's basically just, like, a stretch on PCH, um, and you you just part, like, you parallel park your RV, and, I mean, you walk down some rocks, but, like, you're on the beach. So, it's pretty cool. Um, it's dry camping, so you're not hooked up to power or, like, water or anything like that. So, you got to be, uh, I mean, you're glamping, obviously, I and mean, I'm not in a tent, but super fun. Uh, so, yeah, I had to cook pork belly burnt ends last night. Today, I'm making some chicken chicken sandwiches. I have a tri tip for tomorrow. It's funny, my nephew was like, Are we all gonna wear jerseys tomorrow? And I said, Yeah. And I was like, Which one do you want? And he goes, Yossi. And I was like, Uh uh-uh, uh, off limits. No one wears my EOS jersey but me. Yeah. There oh, we go. Yeah.
0: You're ready. You're ready for the beach. You're ready for ready to Rumble. I love your team spirit. <laughs>
1: Thanks. Even though I have a freaking Oilers jersey, no. I was like, How am I gonna show her this one? It's all it's all funny. I did. actually I, don't even have a. I don't even have a Hawks jersey. I want one because it's like one of my favorites. But I uh, have to go to Chicago to get one because that's that's my goal. Even though I have a McDavid one, but whatever. It's iconic. You have to have a McDavid jersey if you're a hockey fan. I disagree
0: with that. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have oh, to boy. have a Patrick Kane jersey if you're a hockey fan. You know, it's not a bad idea.
1: Or Sydney a Sidney Crosby
0: or an Ovechkin. I'm more
1: of a Taze fan over a Kane fan, but... That's fine. That's you fine. can have Taze. Breezy and I are
0: devoted to this podcast and to all of you who are listening, she's doing this on vacation <laughs> and uh, we we have to. It's exciting. It's exciting yeah. right now and there's just a lot going on with with hockey being back and uh, I know there was also a lot of talk. This is the last little bit of hockey stuff that at least I've seen in the last two days is that, you know, they had some press about the, what is it? The United Hockey Alliance. Is that what it's mm-hmm. called? Um, that Matt Dumba is created with Hakeem Alou and, and all of those, those guys. And um, is, is it Dumba? Is that how you say his last name? Yeah, not, it's not Dumba. like Doomba or something like that, right? I mean, maybe I have Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, either way, <laughs> he gave I a really just depends. <laughs> yeah. He gave a really great speech um, at the beginning of one of the games, uh, talking about just how we can come together in this hockey community. And there was a really well done commercial with a lot of the players talking about, you know, just being inclusive and united. And I think it's really wonderful. And I think this sport of hockey, you know, has the opportunity to really make it even more inclusive, like we've talked about. And it was really great to see, in my opinion, um, the players, you know, standing in unity together. And, you know, some of the teams made circles and, you know, stood for the Anthem and everybody did their own thing. But um you know, it's about human rights and that's what I believe. And I think that's what you believe. And I, I was happy to see the the support and the unity for, for the inclusiveness and for black lives matter and for just unity as a whole.
1: Yeah. It was really cool to see the teams kind of come together and stand, you know, side by side and kind of interlinked and just kind of shows that it's more than just a game. And these people really do like each other, even though they, uh, May not show it on the ice so it was good
0: yeah and it's it's um it's just about human rights it's not political it's uh it's just about being inclusive and that's what we aim to do here and we support the league's uh choices at least i do i'm sure you do too right breeze yep that's you got to be uh supportive we're yes. good yeah <laughs> We are, and we support women who play hockey, especially in places like Scotland where they have very limited opportunities. So with that, I think, should we uh, set it on up for, for Chloe? Let's set it on up. Our podcast is proud to be on the Hockey Podcast Network, and the network is home to many other incredible podcasts, including this one. I'm Corey Grantha. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network!
1: What did I just listen to? Oh f,
0: this
2: game. This game is this game is just bullshit now.
1: Oh my gosh. I actually they actually made me feel
0: uncomfortable. What was it? Panty what? The game has gone to bullshit. Panty melted? <sighs> Why do we record these during the middle of games? Oh, God. Be sure to listen to Corey and I every Monday. We are your go-to source for the Arizona Coyotes on the Hockey Podcast Network.
1: All the way from Scotland, we have influencer, player, and women's hockey ambassador, Chloe Young. Welcome to the House of Hockey Podcast.
2: Thank you. Thanks for
0: having me. You know, I watched the um, Showtime... Show called Out Outlander. Is
2: that yeah. The right show
0: yeah. So, yeah. I I'm following your Scottish accent okay. fine because I've watched enough episodes of that show <laughs> that I think I've got a little bit a little bit of an ear for it.
2: <laughs> I feel like an Outlander. They talk like proper, whereas I'm trying to talk proper during this <laughs> podcast. But this is not how I normally
0: talk. Well, how do you normally talk?
2: <laughs> With more accent and a lot rougher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> bring it on girl, bring it on.
1: Just yeah, yourself. It
0: It'll be more interesting.
1: So you said you're obviously you're born and raised in Scotland. How was it kind of you know growing up and when did you get into hockey?
2: So the reason I got into ice hockey was because the local council were doing research and they found out that our area in Scotland, there was really high obesity levels. So they were looking at going into different schools and the sports coordinators of each school were talking about different sports for kids to get into. And it was round about the Winter Olympics. They were either coming up or they'd just finished. So the particular sports coordinator that came into my school was an ice hockey coach on the side. So through the week, he was a fitness coordinator. And at the weekend, he was a hockey coach. So he came and he'd done a presentation at my school about ice hockey. And I absolutely fell in love. And I was like, yeah, that's for me. I'm definitely trying it. So I was eight years old at the time and how it worked was it was a register and it was like an alphabetical order, the top two kids, the bottom two, like um, in numerical order of uh, last, alphabetical order of last name. So my name was right at the end. So obviously my name was young. I was one of the last people to try it and out of my whole class, I was the only person to stick at it.
1: Wow. That's pretty good. I like that. Mm. <laughs> what made you
0: stick with it? Like what did you love about it?
2: Um So, for me, I thought it was really fun because I liked I cu- I couldn't skate when I first started, so I had to learn how to skate. So, I liked the new challenge of doing something different and then Once you get into it, it's like the camaraderie and like getting into a team and making new friends and stuff like that.
1: Obviously, Rachel and I, Ray Ray, we've been uh, kind of getting back into – well, I'm getting back into hockey with playing a little bit, and uh, Ray Ray's learning how to play hockey, but neither of us can skate. Do you have any tips (laughs) for us?
0: Seriously, we need all of the tips because I'm terrified. Perseverance. (laughs) Yep. So, so like when I fall the fall down, I have to get the fuck back back.
2: up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first started, uh, I was so scared to learn to go backwards because I was like, I can't do it, and I would actually cry on the ice. And like my coach would be like, "Come on, you can do it. Like get a move on." And I was like, eh, "I can't do it." So <laughs> I feel like, like that's gonna
0: be me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> So it's like, just keep being determined and like never give up. And also it took me two years to learn how to stop on my left foot. Like on the right foot, it just came naturally. But then on the left foot, it was like, this is so different. It feels so weird. So it took me like two years to learn on the other foot. I started so much later, like eight years old. People in like Canada and America are straight out of the womb, skates yes. on, on the ice.
1: <laughs> That's true. It took you longer to learn how to stop on your left foot. And I was reading an article that you did. And a fun fact about you is that you dress left side first. Is that yeah. the reason why you, is it I like have good no luck? Idea. Like I'm, I'm ready on this side, like now, like stop yeah. faster.
2: And <laughs> um, it just kind of became our superstition. So when I first started, I had never wore any of the hockey kit. So that was a whole new skill to learn how to get up. So in the changing room, my mum would always come in and she would help me get kitted up and tie my skates. So the first ever time I learned to tie my own skates, I started left to right. So I think it kind of came from that. But um, I don't know, it's just a superstition. Do
1: you have other
0: superstitions?
2: Not really. I think that's probably the only one. <laughs>
1: Uh, we've had conversations before, and I always have to put my left sock on first and then my right, and then I always had to put my left shoe on first. Yeah. And if I'm like wearing sandals or slides and I put like this foot in first, my right yeah, foot, I'm like, oh no, out. I got to pull all the way out and I got to put my left <laughs> yeah. one back in.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I'm probably the same, even with like putting in my contact lenses, putting on a t shirt, the same. like just a funny thing I do
0: <laughs> you guys are kindred yeah. spirits it sounds like <laughs> I it, seems it. Like it. <laughs> I love it so what's it like playing hockey now so like tell us about wh- where you play what's the league like you know dive into what it's like to play hockey in Scotland
2: so when I started I was eight years old it was the local team um, North Ayrshire Ice Hockey Club it was co-ed and I was actually the only girl. But um, the boys looked after me, so that was good. Yeah. Uh, Did you so beat up played... the boys? <laughs> no, but they looked after me on the ice. Good. Yeah, so um, I played. I started when I was eight, and I gave up boys at under-16s level. So it goes, like, under-8s, 10s, 12s, 14s, 16s. So I gave up at under-16s level playing boys. Because in Scotland at the time, there was no under-18s league and I would have had to move straight up to under-20s. So the physicality of the game was too much. So I wasn't prepared to do that. I was 15 and I would be going up against boys at like 19. So I was like, hell no. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) (laughs) So at that point, I joined Solway Sharks Ladies, which is a team in Dumfries. And at the time, they were the only competing ladies team in Scotland. So they were playing in the English league. And in terms of women's hockey, it's the bottom levels, Division One, and it's split into two. So you've got the North and the South, and then the Women's Premier League, and then the highest level is the Women's Elite League. But in Scotland, there's only one team. It's always Sharks ladies. When I started out with the boys, they were wanting me to play defense because I was quite strong and I had a really strong slap shot. Um, so they wanted me in the blue line. But then when I joined Solway Sharks Ladies, obviously it was like a new team and it was a developing team. So they wanted me to play as a center because out of the team, I was like the strongest. I had the most game experience and stuff like that.
0: So, who do you play against? So, we, if there's only one women's team in Scotland, which is like, yeah, that's so, crazy to think about. Like, so then who are some of the other team like women's teams that you play then in the UK? Like, well, yeah. I mean, the, um, England? Yeah, so I actually
2: don't live in Dumfries, I live in Ayrshire. So, it's an hour and a half drive for me to get to Dumfries. And then from there, if it was an away game, we could be going as far as Sheffield, Coventry, Nottingham for an away game. So there, I think the furthest away was like six hours. So I've got to go there on top of travelling to Dumfries and then all the way back. Yeah.
0: What else do you want to say about some of the differences of women's hockey in Scotland compared to, to elsewhere? Like, are you chirping on the ice? Are you, you know, throwing <laughs> elbows? Are you, you know, I know you talked about how the um, skill level can vary significantly um, yeah. on a team. But like, describe like a little bit of the action on the ice for us.
2: Ayrshire Amazons, the team I play with now, most of the girls are complete newbies and can hardly skate, so if I'm chirping it tends to be at my teammates (laughs) because naturally I get frustrated because it's like, it's just annoying because I know what they should be doing, the positions they're in and because they're new they obviously don't understand, so I've got to respect that, but obviously I do get frustrated and end up sometimes taking it out in them.
1: Do you play in the arenas that the your elite teams play in currently? Because you have, like, what, 12 elite teams that play all around the UK, right?
2: Yeah, so we don't. There's separate arenas. I've never, ever played in any of the, like, elite league stadiums, but that would be cool.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> that would be cool.
0: <laughs> so there's 12 teams in the league? Uh, or in the division rather yeah when is the normal season and obviously you're not playing because of COVID-19 right
2: yeah so it would be it's kind of like winter so we don't have like summer spring hockey it's just like for the winter season it would just be finishing now for summer and then tournaments would start up here in terms of the rinks and the arenas they tend to get used for like pop events so like singers or sometimes Mm. Disney on ice will come and the like big bosses claim that that brings in more money than hockey so that's why here it's not all year round it's just like the winter season.
0: How have you seen this sport not just start with the women's side and then you can also talk about the men's side but like how have you seen the women's side of hockey in Scotland grow as far as like popularity and and like how many arenas are even in Scotland I don't remember (coughs) crazy we had um we had the guys who host the UK um hockey fan podcast on and they were telling us all about like the lack of arenas in in the UK as a whole um but have you seen it grown like the the sport in general
2: yeah so I would say there's been a big push ever since great british the great britain games got televised so there's a channel called free sports and that has been televising some of the eihl games and then they recently partnered up with gb hockey and they've been showing the gb games on tv so i think from that it gave a big boost to the game and more people were starting to get into it and wanted to go and see it and something different
1: i'd be curious to see like the stats of like year over year how many more rings have like popped up um
2: to my knowledge i think it's something like 25 in england and like 20 in scotland okay it's quite low it's quite low
0: yeah yeah do you play pond hockey there too oh i wish are I there wish ponds there no you're more it's more of like the ocean right right
2: yeah, I'm on the west coast, so uh, I don't think it would get cold enough where I am to freeze over. <sighs> maybe higher up north, but it's not likely. And like the ski resorts at, like the Cairngorms are having, or Aviemore, maybe there.
0: Have you ever played against any of the US or Canadian women's teams, like either from the, like the country teams like Team USA and like Team Canada or even like the professional teams that have happened over the couple of years?
2: Not necessarily like professional teams, but there's like a traveling team called the Canadian Moose and they are um, it's like hockey and travel in one. So they do different tours and different events And I think it was just a Scotland only, but they've done like UK tours. They've been all over the world. So they came and we organised a game. So the team I used to play with, it's always Sharks Ladies. The team I'm now with, Ayrshire Amazons, and we had a Scotland Select, which was just a range of different ladies from Scotland. So they had a ladies team, a men's team, and then a mixed team. So that was cool. I've also travelled to um, Prague in the Czech Republic with Scotland ladies and I've been to Chamonix in France. Just friendly tournaments, nothing like professional or anything like that, but it's still a good adventure.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Do you have a, a favourite spot you've ever played?
2: I'd have to say Sheffield is probably my favourite arena because it's big and it's like, it feels like almost like an NHL arena, but it's not. Okay.
0: Tell <laughs> it's everybody where that is though, Sheffield in Sheffield Sheffield's England. down in England. In England, yeah.
2: Yeah, so Sheffield's actually got two ice pads, so that's why it's really good. So there's more ice time and they look after their ice sports down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Have you ever been to an NHL game?
2: Yeah, I have actually. My family are really big Disney fans. Mm-hmm. So we go to Florida quite a lot, probably every two or three years. And this particular time, I think I was 11, and we were in Florida and my mom had booked a secret trip. So we went to Tampa so I thought it was, well, we're just going. So we booked or she'd booked Captain Mike's riverboat tours and it was swimming with manatees. And I thought that was like the big treat and I, and I absolutely loved it. But then she was like, oh, we we'll need to go to this hotel, we'll stay overnight and then we'll get up early. So then we got up early and then she gave me like the tickets because she had left the hotel went to the rink, picked up the tickets so she could physically show me them rather than like a printout and I was like, oh my god, oh my god, because I'd never been to an NHL game in my life and Tampa Bay Lightning's not one of my team's support but it was just the fact that I was going to an NHL game, it was like, just like, oh my god.
1: That's a that's a pretty big surprise.
2: I was absolutely stunned. I was overwhelmed with the with the the audience and the the whole atmosphere just surrounding it was just an unreal experience. I would definitely say like the u k are catching up though in terms of um fans and like the game like experience. it's getting as big as football now.
1: Wow that's a, that's an improvement because when we talked to uh, the boys at the UK hockey fan podcast, they were saying that the difference between hockey and in Canada and North America in general uh, based you know compared to the uk is like far from none the fan the arenas obviously are a lot smaller the, there's not very many fans you have to travel yeah. so far. so the fact that it's it's growing uh, is is a positive thing to hear.
2: Yeah, so as I said, definitely the GB games being televised has been a big boost for it. So I think it's down to that. And just the more exposure it gets, the more people are more likely to go and support.
0: So what kind of turnout, I want to come back to your NHL experience in a second, but what kind of turnout do you guys get at the women's games? Like how many people come? Is it... No, no (laughs) no
2: so really it's friends and family we don't get any other audience members what what are they doing
0: breezy you and i have to take over the marketing for this league because we do they are not doing enough to get those to get butts in the seats girl chloe come on
2: (laughs) so in terms of gb the women had the championships in Dumfries and what Dumfries and Galloway local council did was sent out tickets to all the local schools mm-hmm. so all the local primary schools and secondary schools came out to the rink to watch hockey so it made it more game-like and had a proper atmosphere but apart from that it was just like mums and dads and sisters, brothers, Like it's just family, It's not. it's not as big as like a daughter
0: of
1: I know you said you were doing co-ed and then you went to a women's league and I'm going to bring it back to a, another past guest that we had but we had a uh, U.S. Olympian Lindsey Fry on and she kind of had a similar experience where she was playing uh co-ed she was playing with the boys and then she was you know told hey you can't play with the boys anymore you gotta you gotta play with the girls and she was hesitant on playing because she yeah. she was a she was a hitter and and she didn't think she would be able to hit the girls. So what was your experience going from playing with the boys? I know you said that they, you know, kind of looked after you on the ice, but did you have somewhat of a similar experience, not really wanting to play with the girls or can you uh, so, take us through that?
2: Yeah, for me, it wasn't really an option. Uh, it was either get absolutely smashed on the ice, crushed, or <laughs> go and play lady. So... At the time it was about 2014 and then Solway Ladies came about so it was their first season. They were just starting up. So it was hard in terms of going from playing really competitively to a brand new team and some of the ladies were still learning to skate. They didn't know game rules. They were completely new. So for me, I felt like I was an experienced player going into like, like rookies, like they'd never played before. So for me, I was frustrated naturally because I felt like I was carrying the team, obviously being a more experienced player and played longer. So during games, I would kind of lash out and get physical, but it's kind of hard not to when you've grown up and come from that.
1: Right. And when you're frustrated and your team's yes. not performing well, I mean you you tend to get a little a little angry, I would assume. <laughs> yeah. And that's the uh the hockey rink's the perfect place to take that aggression.
0: On, <laughs> so <laughs> you're doing it
1: right. Yeah. That's crazy. So I mean it's pretty cool. I mean, I'm sure you're probably thinking like if this team just started and you have most experience, I mean, you probably have a lot of responsibility on your back too. And Did you ever see, you know, anyone kind of coming up to you? I mean, did you play, like, the captain role?
2: The captain role actually went to the oldest player in the team at the Mm -hmm. time, and the assistants went to, like, her closest friends because it was, like, someone she can rely on and never necessarily went to the most experienced player. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think at the time we'd done a vote, and the oldest player won it wasn't
0: to do age or anything like that
2: just the everyone voted and that's who got it
0: what's like being done to grow the women's sport like what are you doing and like what are the other women in scotland doing to help bring more girls into the sport as they're young and and coming up in into the professional league
2: so The team I was telling you about, Solway Sharks Ladies, I don't actually play with them anymore. I play with a local team called Ayrshire Amazons. They are the only competing ladies recreational team in Scotland. So when we look at recreational level, that's like the equivalent of beer league. Mm -hmm. So that team was formed out of like groups of girls playing for this beer league team that beer league team like here there and everywhere like all over Scotland and then they were like you know what let's just make our own team for girls so that came about and at the time I was still with Solway but I was like maybe I'll give that a try it's closer to home less travel but then again it was like the whole developing thing so most of these ladies had just started out playing beer league so it wasn't um it wasn't competitive at all it's like for fun
0: yeah that could be super frustrating when
2: yeah
0: that would be like you having to play against me and breezy you would be like what the fuck you two need to get off of the ice get out (laughs) of the way join a different league i don't know what's happening you two can't even stand up on the ice so like yeah
1: that's That's a real thing
2: That's why it's so frustrating for women's hockey in general. Like, obviously, I'm telling you about Dumfries, even that wasn't like where I would put myself. I would put myself premier or elite, but because that was the closest, that was like the best I had at the time. In terms of women's hockey growing, we have Solway Sharks Ladies and we have Ayrshire Amazons. We've also just got a new ladies university team, the Caledonia Steel Queens, and they're based in Edinburgh. But like university level hockey is nowhere near as good as it is abroad. The level is beer league or recreational level.
1: So we that's got exciting.
2: Three teams. Yeah. That's
0: new. When did the university expand? Is that recent?
2: Um, I think it was like last year or something.
0: That's good. That's, That's so progress.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, do are there camps and stuff at the? I know you said that the um, the ice rinks they you know cater to Disney on Ice and the Pop Stars, <laughs> but do they do? Are there anybody? Is there anybody who comes? To Scotland to like put on camps for kids and younger girls, like as little kids, or is there any sort of outreach happening to the next generation of of hockey athletes?
2: Yeah, so the main camp is the best of British ice hockey camp, and it was run by the old Air Scottish Eagles coach Paul Heavey. So before we had the Elite League, we had the British Super League, and Air Scottish Eagles was one of the big teams and he was the head coach for them and he started best the British ice hockey camps so they run throughout the summer and they kind of move from rink to rink and it's like a coaching squad you pay your money you get the week on the ice strength and conditioning off ice conditioning like nutrition and like classroom sessions and stuff like that it's really good
1: My buddy I was I've been taught we were just talking earlier I'm uh I'm friends with Tristan Cameron Harper who played for the Brayhead clan so I he actually I pulled this out for anybody who's watching uh watching our video he actually sent me a jersey not that long ago so that's pretty sick so I, I pulled it out today but uh him and I have been talking for a long time and he he comes out to to California every so often and the last time he was here, I wasn't able to meet up with him, but I was able to, to schedule a photo shoot with him for the brand I was working for. But it was, I was so mad about it because I, I, I had a, something else ha- happen and I couldn't go. But So we had been talking, and I, I recently found out that I am Scottish. I, my family, they were McClintocks. So then I was like, Tristan, I gotta, I, now I really got to <laughs> come. We're going to Scotland. I'm very
0: excited. We have to come back to the NHL. So, tell everybody what jersey you're wearing, what NHL team, and why.
2: I'm wearing a pink Pittsburgh Penguins jersey because Pittsburgh <laughs> Penguins are my favourite team and pink's my favourite colour.
0: Pink's <laughs> the colour. That's a captain's jersey, eh?
2: Yeah, it's Crosby 87.
0: And... Do you like love Crosby as much as every other Pittsburgh Penguin fan does?
2: <laughs> I'm not like in love with him. I think he's a really good player. I don't. I'm not. I don't like fancy him. Like have eyes for him or anything like that. I just think he's a really good player. Uh, I admire his like skating and his edge work, and I just think he's awesome.
0: <laughs> so, how did you pick the Penguins to to be a fan of the Penguins?
2: So it goes back to learning to play hockey and starting out with the boys. Um, When I first started, obviously I borrowed kit and equipment and the first ever jersey that was given to me was, uh, what's it called? Calgary Flames. So I got a Calgary Flames jersey and the big C was to represent Chloe. So I was like, oh, it's got a C for my name on it. Chloe, ha, ha, ha. But I didn't actually, I don't (laughs) like the Calgary Flames. So I was like, I don't want that one. So I saw some hockey on the TV and the first ever NHL team I saw on the TV was Pittsburgh Penguins. And I was like, they're my favourite. Just straight off the bat. I didn't think about it or like look into it. I just, because I saw them, there and then I just fell in love. Love well, it.
1: I you gotta do what you gotta do. So is the I, I see you have a Flames jersey uh hanging on your backdrop. Was that your original uh jersey that you got?
2: So my backdrop's actually a blanket my mum made with all my old jerseys. So oh, okay. There's lots of different bits and bobs. And obviously I've outgrown it. Like I had it when I was eight years old. I'm now 21. So it's obviously too small. So my mum was like, well, we're not bending them. I don't want to give them to anyone else because they've got like um, like a special uh, part in her heart. So she was like, I'll make it into a blanket. So she unpicked the stitching and like cut out the front panel and then sewed, sewed them all together.
1: Very That's awesome. Cool. So
0: cool. So how do you think your boys are going to do in the Stanley Cup playoffs? Give us a prediction, girl, ah. and put you on the spot. <laughs> are they going to get out of the first <laughs> round or, or not? You, let's just talk first round.
2: I'm honestly not sure. I think the Cup will go to Tampa Bay Lightning this <gasps> year,
0: though. No. Um, why? Oh. Tell us why. Because of Alex Kalorn. <laughs>
2: They're just playing well and hustling hard.
1: Yeah.
0: All right.
1: You heard it here first. first. (laughs) Oh, Jinx, you owe me a Ferrari.
0: A Ferrari? (laughs) What kind of money do you think we make on this podcast? (laughs) Just a Hot
2: Wheels mini one.
0: Boom! Brilliant, Chloe. You're brilliant.
1: There she goes. Brilliant. Oh, that's funny.
0: Do you have a, a favorite UK player, Chloe? No, because
2: UK hockey is nowhere near as good as NHL.
0: <laughs> do we even watch UK hockey at all? Or do you just like get, get the, um, the NHL? So because obviously I grew up playing and stuff, I
2: haven't really focused on it because I kind of focused on my own hockey. Yeah. I would only really flick it on in the TV if it was on, but never really – like scheduled my life round about it Um in terms of UK hockey the elite league is the closest thing we have to the NHL but even then it's like nowhere near um, my local team would have to be the Glasgow clan but the team I support is actually Belfast Giants
0: oh <laughs> Breezy's like go clan <laughs> <No>.
1: never mind <laughs> I was like, oh, I threw it away real quick. I was like, never mind. <laughs> wow! <Wah, wah. laughs> oh, that was such a high and such a loud. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> so high. That's crazy. Oh, it's funny. Have you ever met a professional hockey player?
2: I've met Drew Miller. He played with the Clan for a season.
1: That's right. I yeah. remember How- Shane talking about that.
2: They do uh, players and fans skate. It's like a meet and greet. So it's... After, like, the last um, home game of the season, and then you can go on, skate, get them to sign your jersey and take photos and stuff like that. It's good for, like, the kids. Obviously, I was a kid at the time, so it was, like, I was mesmerized and starstruck.
1: So do you have a favorite uh, NHL player? I know you said you don't really fancy, uh, said the kid, But, but...
2: Yeah, I fancy skill, but... Like, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, who have got the hots for.
1: Yeah, sure, so, give here, us that. Give us your hunk.
2: Tyler, Tyler. Tyler Sagan? Hi, Sagan. Yeah, from Dallas Stars.
1: Yeah, he's, he's a, a good, good one. <laughs> 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 I quite That's like funny.
2: the Rangers yes. goalie, but I have no idea how to pronounce his name. Henrik Hen-
1: Hen- Lundqvist.
2: Lundqvist, okay.
0: So I I'm just call to... him Hank because that's easier. Okay.
1: <laughs> Hank. Hank. <laughs> and you can just say Hank, because everyone in the hockey world knows who Hank is. He's like Madonna. Just <laughs> just Hank. <laughs> that's all you okay. need.
0: Just one one name. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So one name guy. Do you have a favorite hockey lady?
2: In terms of like that plays or like Yeah. Um probably Hillary Knight
1: she's so badass
0: yeah she really
1: is and Tim i follow like, her on instagram i'm like you're even freaking you're ripped what is going on yeah her
0: abs are a masterpiece
1: yeah
0: <laughs> insane. I've never seen abs like that i'll <laughs> never have abs like that absolutely
1: not not nope. gonna happen nope. right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's your go-to beer league beer
2: The women's team are not that big on beer. It tends to be cider that they drink, or they would much prefer wine.
0: Oh, wine? (laughs) Wine?
2: It's like a girlier drink,
1: I guess. Could you imagine being drunk on wine, (laughs) playing hockey? And could you imagine (laughs) the hangover the next day? Yeah! (laughs) Screw being freaking slammed into the boards. I just had to drink some wine. I'm like, oh, why just got hit by freaking Ryan Reeves? I'm done. (laughs)
0: That's (laughs) funny. What do you do for work outside of hockey?
2: So my first proper job was actually working in the local ice rink as an ice steward. So that basically meant looking after the general public, making sure The centre was clean and tidy and just like general customer service. From there, the leisure centre I worked in were looking for more staff to work in the swimming pool. So I went and done my NPLQ, which is my lifeguard qualification. So I'm a full-time lifeguard. I've also got my HND in sports coaching and development. So that means I can work with kids and adults doing lots of different sports, as well as like the coaching. There was two um, Glasgow Clan players that started their own hockey camp, which is called Eleven Seventy One, and it's Craig Peacock and Matt. I forget a second, name, Matt Haywood, so they started their own hockey camp, and I got asked to be a coach volunteer at the camp because I was like a girl, and they had a few different girls attending the camp. So they wanted it to feel more inclusive. So I got invited to coach along with them.
0: Well, it, how, how, what was that like? It
2: was it was great. Like I coached locally before with the junior clubs, but. It was like just being able to do what I love, like I absolutely love working with kids. It's just really rewarding and it feels great to see them improving, especially you've got them for the week. So on like day one, you can see things are struggling with, you can pinpoint their weaknesses. And by the end of the week, you're like, that was amazing. Like you've got the skill down.
0: Thanks, Chloe, for taking the time to chat with us and fill us in on your journey into hockey and currently playing hockey in Scotland and tell the people who run the teams there that Breezy and Ray Ray will happily take over the marketing to help grow the sport. And
1: yeah, Breezy, any final thoughts? (laughs) Everything that you just said, thank you again for coming on. It's been your accent's incredible i had so much <laughs> fun just listening to you so I, I thank you so much for coming on and, and tell everyone where they can uh, where they can follow you
2: uh my main channel is instagram at chloe young 15 i have other social medias but i don't tend to use them as much
1: perfect well i think everyone should go follow you it's been so much fun following you and, and watching and obviously chatting with you you're very quick to reply so go uh go give chloe a follow and uh yeah thank you so much again and go amazons yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
2: thank you so much for having me hopefully we'll arrange a trip soon to scotland